0: Email after email, it was, no, we don't want you. We don't think you're good enough. No, we don't think we- you're fit for this internship role.
1: Welcome to Rise Regardless, a podcast featuring the trials and triumphs of resilient individuals. I'm your host, Patrice Chan, and that was Tim Salau. Tim's life purpose is to strengthen the bonds people share through empathetic and compassionate action. He's a community-obsessed and purpose-driven leader with expertise leading brand direction and championing innovation through community building, public speaking, and product leadership. Nigerian-born and Texas-raised, Tim is a first-generation Texas Tech University And UT Austin alumnus. He's the founder of Mentors and Mentees, a 6,000 member community platform enabling students and professionals to thrive in the future of work. Leveraging his passion for tech and experience working with the big three, Google, Facebook, and Microsoft, all before the age of 24, he's devoted to making the tech industry a more inclusive space for people of color, women, and those pursuing tech with unconventional backgrounds. All right, welcome to the Rise Regardless podcast, Tim Salau, How's it going? I'm doing well. I'm <laughs> so happy to be on the podcast with you, Patrice. Of course. I am so happy to have you here. So first things first, what does resilience mean to you? Resilience for me is being able to overcome
0: anything that stands in your way. So challenges, being able to really maneuver through it and push through. I think for me, one of the most significant resilience turning points has been what I experienced when I was in college. And at the time, I was applying to thousands and thousands of internship opportunities. I attended college at the University of Texas at Austin, where I pursued my master's in information studies. And Around spring of 2017, I was applying to some of the top companies in the world, and email after email, it was, no, we don't want you. We don't think you're good enough. No, we don't think you're a fit for this internship role uh, as a user experience designer. And email after email, I was just reading through it, reading through it. But then eventually, I actually had the opportunity. I applied to Google, and then Google reached back out to me, and says, hey, we think you're a fit. And that was the first grad school internship I got with Google as a UX researcher. And it was not only, it was only after going through hundreds and hundreds of rejection letters in my inbox did I get that opportunity. And even after I got the opportunity with Google, I was still getting rejections. But that, that's, that, that point in my life told me so much about myself. And how, you know, all you need is one shot. All you need is one opportunity to break through and prove yourselves.
1: Yes, it only takes one shot. Thank you so much for sharing, Tim. Now, when I'm browsing through LinkedIn, I often see college students posting about the number of rejections they received. And news publishers talking about the ridiculous percentage of resumes that get rejected under X number of seconds what would you or do you say to students or any other job applicants who are feeling deterred from continuing their career-finding journey?
0: I would have to say that rejection is, is a part of the process, right? Mm-hmm. Most importantly, I, you know, m- multiple people in your friend group and society will reject you, but you can never reject yourself. Mm-hmm. So for me... My mindset has always been, look, what can I control? And most importantly, what can I pursue to always overcome the no's or the naysayers or the limitations that people, you know, put in my my face or say you can't do it? You know, like, I think a lot of people talk about no's. A lot of people try to kind of cast down their negativity on you. But if you have a vision and you know where you're going and you know you're gifted, in something, you your mindset should always be: Look, I will learn, I will overcome, I will find another alternative, and you don't, you shouldn't kind of succumb to negativity, uh, it, or the no's. So, I mean, I saw those nodes as an opportunity for me to grow, really, and for me to pursue opportunities that will allow me to grow and eventually get the role that would be a, that would that would have been the best fit for me.
1: Right, and unfortunately, we hear that negativity all the time. People being overly critical or pitying themselves to the extreme, neither of which are productive and will help them advance themselves in their careers. So for you, Tim, what practices did you have in place, if any, to remind yourself of your value?
0: I always created time to be more mindful. Mm-hmm. right to be more fine mindful of what the end goal was for me because honestly for me at that time the end goal wasn't to just get an internship. The end goal was to grow in my professional mm-hmm. career and my that. pursuit of a, of a you know of a UX internship, right And regardless of whether or not I got an internship, I, I realized to myself like No matter what, I'm always in control of my growth process, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not like I need an internship to give me or afford me the opportunity to grow. I can, if I didn't get an internship opportunity that summer following in 2018, oh, well, I would just go ahead and, you know, take some courses online, talk to the right people, maybe find a mentor that can help me grow. So, you know, I was always being mindful of the fact that there's always options in terms of me being able to grow and that I created that time to just reflect and say look here's the no's but what about the opportunities what about the gray area in terms of what I can control to get better and that allowed me to neglect the negativity the no's that I was seeing in my email because I knew how good I was and that I was a fit for opportunities but it's okay if others don't see my good because Mm -hmm. I see my good so you know Reflection, mindfulness allowed me to always maintain my confidence during that time of difficulty. To reflect at least one to two times a day. Mm-hmm. Create times of reflection one to two times a day. And those times, use them as an opportunity to maybe journal, maybe say positive words of affirmation mm-hmm. uh, around good things in your life that are happening. Mm-hmm. Or around the good person that you are, right? Or, you know, the positive things that you've accomplished in the last week or the weekend, right? Really create that time because that is psychological priming on helping you for when there are other opportunities in the future where you face challenges or you face, you know, failure or you hear negativity, you overcome it because your mindset is primed a different way. So I think really creating time to reflection one or two times a day and following through that pattern throughout the week, that's really what alleviates you from any challenge.
1: And what has that psychological priming led to?
0: My psychological priming has led to me creating one of the largest communities in the world, which is (laughs) the mentors and mentees community, a guide community, and it's one of the largest global communities in the world for young professionals, mid-career professionals, students, you know, anyone who's even at the the latter end of their career who want to be part of a community of professionals who want to take control of their careers to achieve what we consider career fulfillment. And, you know, the community has been around for the last... Less than two years now, but for me, I created it because I wanted to take a chance on on bringing people together and pursuing what makes me happy, um, and understanding that I would have to be resilient, whether or not if this grew to be a 500 member community, an 800 member community, or you know just a 300 member community. I took that leap of faith and what I now have is one of the largest mobile communities in the world that I lead, and I you know I've built a team to help me with managing it and it's been sensational. We've gotten pressed in the Forbes, we've got impressed in the Wall Street Journal, we've been recognized by Google. And I think that my, you know, my resilience and the and the clarity I've had in understanding that it is an opportunity to get back to mentees, mentors, and those who are passionate about career mentorship by creating a space online and offline where they can gather and learn from each other is really what led me to this point. So now we are at 6,800 members Mm
1: -hmm. and, you
0: know, we're only, only growing. And now that, you know, I'm kind of spearheading a new product that's targeted at high school students, Mm -hmm. uh, that helps them learn life skills.
1: You know what, I, what I've recently done is I've
0: redesigned the community. I've rebranded the community to fall under the new brand that I'm building with my team called Guide. So mm-hmm. Mentors and Maintenance is now a guide community. So if anyone's listening, definitely check us out on Facebook. And we also have a LinkedIn group as well.
1: Yes, everyone, do check Guide out. And I'm so curious, Tim, who has been a mentor and inspiration for you in starting this community? Feel free to give them a shout out now.
0: Man, that is such a great question, Patrice. I would have to say, when I was in college, I had a boss, his name was Sam. And Sam was one of the kindest bosses I've ever had. And the reason why I say that is because Sam gave me the opportunity to work with our web design and administration team for our our, our grad school. And, you know, Sam told me, One powerful thing about life and career, when I worked with him, he told me, look, you will always have the opportunity to prove yourself, and most importantly, you will have the opportunity to help others prove themselves as well. And the reason why that was so inspirational for me is because I always saw Sam as a mentor that was able to create doors for people that he believed in people he saw purposing or people that he knew would go do great things. And in that way, what, what, what drove me to create the mentors and mentees community is because I believe there's a lot of purpose in people, uh, people who may not even know the purpose in themselves or people who are seeking help in terms of mentorship and creating mentors and mentees, a guide community, and, and building into now being a 6,800-member global platform I think it's a true testament to what Sam has done for me and, uh, you know, how, how he sees people. And I've adopted the same mentality because I believe that is the power of paying it forward. You know, so he really inspired me to create Mentor's Mentees, a God community, because of his mentorship and his belief in me.
1: Wow, sounds like we all need a Sam in our lives. So tell us more about what it was like kickstarting this initiative.
0: You know what? It was there was a lot of work I put yeah. in the the, there was a lot was a lot of work to growing an online active community and often people have no idea people mm. have no idea the work that goes into community management the work that goes into community building and really trying to bring people together. You know, and me being in a space where I'm a community builder, um, and uh, and 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 it's a very rare skill set. A lot of people don't have that expertise. So early on, you know, the the biggest way I got people to join the community is by driving word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Driving word of mouth offline, going to events, telling, telling students, telling young professionals that, look, there's mentors and mentees. This is a space where you can go and you can learn from experienced professionals. And most importantly, early on, I would create live videos. And I still create live videos. I would... You know, I would be sharing two to three posts a day because having a lot of content in the channel, in the in the community, allows for more activity, a lot more engagement. And the better the content, the more people stay engaged and remain a member. Mm-hmm. So I would do all of this work to ensure that, you know, we were there was a lot of value in the community, being stored in the community in terms of content that was being shared. And that members felt included, members felt highlighted. And, you know, I did a lot of the grunt work to be the best community manager possible uh, until it got to a point where now I'm building a team. Mm-hmm. But, you know, those were the growing pains, where, right, where, you know, I started from zero. Like, no one was a, a part of the community, right, <laughs> yeah. to then growing into 6,800 people and, you know, getting people, getting brands and publications such as Forbes and Wall Street Journal to, to discover us and highlight us. It's been an immense journey, but I wouldn't have gotten to the level of where I built it if I wasn't wasn't clear on the purpose of it and Mm
1: -hmm. I didn't believe in it. Mm -hmm. So that's fundamental to scaling a business. Now, once you've scaled and continue to see rapid growth, what's next? What other challenges are out there and what are your strategies for overcoming them? The difficulties for me would have to be finding a way, because now that Mentors and Mentees is a guide community, I
0: folded folded it under, you know, the guide brand uh, and the the product that my team and I are building. And I think the challenges would be moving forward is ensuring that we continue to have the best members join our community. And we do already because when members join, before they join, they have to answer three questions. How did you find out about the community? What does career mentorship mean to you? Mm -hmm. And most importantly, What is your profession? What is your area of study, right? Mm -hmm. So we get a great context on who they are. So I think that would be really moving forward the challenge of scaling because as more people discover our community online, there's going to be a lot more interest in people joining. But when it comes to matters of community, it's not really a matter of quantity. It's a matter of quality, right? Mm -hmm. So, and now that Facebook is very focused on just community in general, we expect that there's going to be more people requesting to join our group because they're interested in mentorship and being a part of, you know, our platforms, right? The Mm -hmm. guide platform, and the mentors and mentees platform. So I'm really excited to, like, try to find ways for us to address that challenge, ensuring that we're, we're having the right people join, not the wrong people join.
1: Absolutely. And one of those benefits of having the right members, people who are eager to teach and be taught, is the relationships or really friendships this can lead to which reminds me of how friendships have been an unconventional way of pursuing your passions at work and tapping into the hidden job market for you.
0: Yeah, so even so my current role aside from guy from what I'm building, I I, I am the global product marketing evangelist with WeWork.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: and unleashing and leading the future of work. Uh, I love my role with WeWork. I'm incredibly passionate about the space that we are in, uh, unleashing the future of work and creating spaces where people can come and work together in terms of community. I wouldn't have gotten this role if it wasn't for a mentor and a dear friend of mine. His name is Robin Daniels, who gave me the opportunity to work with WeWork. And I literally have... Met, known him for the last two years. But because he believed in me and my talents, he gave me the opportunity to work with him and his team. And I have been having the time of my life since. So he, as a mentor, he saw that, look, you're amazing community builder. You are passionate about the future of work. Why not come join us at WeWork where we're leading that and you can evangelize for that future with our global team, right? Mm-hmm. And I think mentorship has been pivotal. And helping me find and source the opportunities that I believe are fit for me. If people don't have a mentor like a Robin Daniels, people don't have a mentor like a Sam Burns, the guy that really inspired me to create mentors and mentees, then you're missing out on a pivotal aspect of having people who care about you, who want to see you elevated and, you know, be really successful in your career. So it's been pivotal for me. Mm-hmm.
1: Tim, I resonate with that so much. We can't always do it on our own and it's really thanks to our mentors and support systems too. With that being said, I do know that you are also hustling on your end, being active on social media and engaging with your community because it's one of your core values. I'd love for you to take a moment to tell everyone a little bit about what you're working on on social media, like your YouTube channel, for example.
0: Oh my goodness. I'm doing so much with (laughs) my back and John who is my business partner and we have the Careers in Tech for Non-Engineers YouTube channel. If you are a person right now listening, you're interested in getting into tech but you are non-technical, our channel is a channel for you. Careers in Tech for Non-Engineers. Look it up on YouTube. And, you know, I am super invested in social media because social media gives you an opportunity to share your thoughts, build community, and most importantly, learn from amazing people like you, Patrice, right?
1: Oh, thank you, Tom. So,
0: you know, in terms of right now, I'm I'm really active on LinkedIn, really active on Instagram, really active on Facebook because I build community on there. And I am now working with my, my friend, my dear friend, and business partner, John, and, you know, starting up a YouTube channel because we're really passionate about ensuring that people get into tech and they realize that you don't have to be technical to get into it. You can be, you know, the average Joe who's an English major or has a biology degree, but you're passionate about where the future of tech is going. You can get in. You just have to believe in yourself. So, you know, I'm just actively always producing content and keeping up with the trends because I do love social media. I think it's a incredibly powerful tool And even with my new venture now with Guide, you know, a lot of my learnings and, you know, understanding how social media works, um, you know, I'm going to be applying that to Guide even though it's more targeted towards the education industry Mm -hmm. and it's more targeted about e-learning. But, you know, we're living in a day and age where everyone is using some sort of social tool to connect and learn from each other. So, you know, I've learned. From my experience using social media that like social is actually the future of education as well right really democratizing and distributing knowledge and sharing
1: that is huge and so interesting to note on the topic of social media for all those who follow you on social they'll already know you share quality content across all your channels multiple times in a given day so what's your secret
0: I I am my own. I am a one-man content creation team studio.
1: <laughs> I love that.
0: Uh, other than what I do with John, where which him and I work together, I write all of my content. I I I, I do my own videos. I edit them on my phone. Mm-hmm.
1: It's all me.
0: You know, I don't usually have writers' life because I'm usually always writing about something I'm passionate about, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm always writing about the things I'm learning from friends as well. The -hmm. things I'm observing within our society, you know, the things that I think are educational and people can learn from, you know, that's always been, you know, my mindset. I never create content just to create content, just to be another voice in a social space. I create content because I believe people can genuinely learn from me or what I'm learning. And I want to pass that on content and, and just knowledge sharing and social media really enables that now we can really democratize you know what people know <laughs> right <laughs> and we have that in the atmosphere right and you can really push that out to a channel such as a LinkedIn to a channel such as an Instagram instantly and I think often we really take that for granted right mm-hmm. so you know for me there's never any rise block because I'm always making sure I'm consuming content that's edifying that's good for me that I love and I'm passionate about and then you know I just share that once I have my own thoughts about
1: That's an excellent piece of advice, and a huge part of that is first identifying what it is you are actually passionate about and knowing your why for posting content in the first place.
0: Exactly, exactly.
1: Now, Mr. Future of Work, (laughs) as you already know, everyone's paths, including yours and mine, are sprinkled with unforeseeable obstacles. What do you do to prepare yourself for anything that's thrown at you?
0: Oh, man. You know, the future is, a, is one of those things where, you know, I always tell people, we shape the future, right? We shape the future. It's actively always happening. You have to mold it in the way in which you see fit. And I believe, you know, for me, the future is, is adapting. I'm always adapting to the signals and what I consider listening to my life. What are the opportunities that are coming my way? Who are the people that are wanting to collaborate with me or I'm wanting to collaborate with? Mm-hmm. And for me, you know, where I see myself in in the next two to three years is is making sure that our product guide is an incredible success, uh, and it's in the hands of all of the high school students and teachers across America. That's really what I'm going to be focused on. One and another element is ensuring that the work that I'm doing with WeWork in terms of democratizing what the future of work is and educating business leaders and educating, you know, young professionals and educating, you know, a global audience, because since we work as a global multinational brand, ensuring that people really understand what's coming up with the future of work and why co-working and why community is essential to a future in which anyone is going to be able to work anywhere at any time. And most importantly, everyone's going to have control of their careers, Right. So, you know, I see myself doing that within the next three years and really balancing the two with ease because we're living in the future where if you know what you love doing and you're passionate about it and you're driven, you can do it. You just have to make sure you're pursuing what really drives you. So that's where I see myself in the next two to three years.
1: That's awesome. I'm so excited to see you really spearhead everything in the future of work and the future of learning as well. Yeah. (laughs) so what is it that you'd recommend to our listeners if they want to jump into that future of work future of learning space study study
0: understand what this future is Mm -hmm. i to a degree i'm I'm, to a degree i'm a big futurist i'm a big i'm a a lot of things you know but (laughs) you know i study tech i'm very i'm very knee-deep in what's going on in terms of technological trends market trends social behaviors i am Really invested in always kind of looking for product opportunities because I, I, I uh, you know, at heart, at the heart of me, I enjoy building amazing products that are valuable to people. Whether it be that being communities or actual apps people can use, whose product is a mindset, right? So if you're interested in really understanding the future of work, the future of education, the future of learning, and you want to pursue a career in that lane, you have to study. You have to understand. What's going on? What is the future of education? What is the future of work? You know, who is at the center of the future of work? Who's at the center of the future of the future of education, right? Really start challenging yourself to know more about this landscape and understanding, okay, what roles do I have to really contribute to this future? And, you know, maybe create something like the next
1: guy. All right. It's time to hit the books by the sounds of it. Because it's only when you're familiar with the space that you can affect change and create impact there. Thanks so much for sharing, Tim. With that being said, are there any last thoughts you'd like to share with everyone?
0: I, I think that always believe in yourself, always bet on yourself, and most importantly, all you need is one shot. All one you shot. need is one shot. One investor, one mentor, One internship opportunity. That's all you need in order to really create change.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. You heard it, everyone. All you need is one shot from Tim Salau. So, Tim, how can everybody connect with you? Um, Would it be on social media? Would you like them to follow you on LinkedIn? Let them all know.
0: I would love to connect with y'all on LinkedIn. I would love to connect with y'all on Instagram. I'm active on there as well. And if you are passionate about career mentorship and you want to elevate other people who are passionate about career mentorship and pour back into them by sharing advice sharing your stories or sharing tips please join our mentors and mentees community on mentors and mentees a guide community on facebook so you can be a part of our powerful and powerful inspiring community
1: perfect i will put all of tim's social media links in the description section of this episode so be sure to check it out And once again, thank you so, so much, Tim, for being on the Rise Regardless podcast.
0: Thank you so much, Patrice. I love being on. Thank you.